Welcome to episode four of This Week at Bible School. My name is Ashton Phillipschek, and I'm at the Canacook Institute in Branson, Missouri. And this week, with the episodes, we're just coming in hot. Third episode in three days. Wow. Trying to catch up because we just finished our big Bible overview project, which was so awesome. And so that's episode two if you want to listen. So now I have a little bit of free time, and I wanted to share some other things with you. So I just posted student student speech number one, um, but here I want to share student speech number two, where we um, got to talk about a golden thread in the Bible. And the golden thread is where we see Jesus foreshadowed in the Old Testament. That's the study of typology. Um, and so I had Abraham and Isaac, and in short, what we see, because you can listen to the speech, is that Isaac is, or that Jesus is the greater seed, son, and sacrifice. Um, and seed meaning that Abraham was promised um, that a great nation would come from him, and um, Isaac was the physical seed of the promise. He was his son. Um, from which many descendants came, um, but Jesus was the greatest seed, and he saves us, and he's the greatest son. Um, Isaac was Abraham's only begotten son, but Jesus was God's only begotten son, and when Jesus died on the cross, he saved everyone, um, and he was the greatest sacrifice. Um, although God tested Abraham by having him um, carry out the act um, leading up to a sacrifice of Isaac before he would provide um, Jesus is our ultimate sacrifice and he wants a relationship with you and he wants to give you life and life abundant and he wants to give you hope in the future. And so I hope you enjoy the speech that I got to give to one of the coolest people ever, Jen Ford. So I hope you enjoy. So yesterday I came across this article titled The Man Who Promised Too Much and it's about this video game developer who created a lot of games but apparently he like always overpromised on features in the game and always underdelivered. And so in an interview leading up to the release of one of his games he's talking about all these features that it's going to have and when the game comes out it doesn't have any of them. And I don't know much about video games so I don't know if these are like hard things. Um, that he was promising, but in the story of Abraham and Isaac, we'll see that God promises things that seem impossible, but he fulfills them. Um, And so where we are in the Bible, we're in Genesis, and the flood um, has occurred. God has destroyed um, the the earth, the people on the earth, because we're wicked. Um, And so now the people try to build um, a city and a tower It'll reach the heavens so that they can make a name for themselves. Um, However, we know this is against God's plan, so he confuses their language and scatters them. um, But he chooses one man, Abram, who he's going to use to um, make a great nation and through whom he'll fulfill the promise in Genesis 3.15, which says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. So let's look at the promise. Um, I'm going to read Genesis 12, 1 through 3. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, 
and I will bless you and make you a na make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So we see that God calls Abram to leave his homeland and go to this unknown land that he will show him, and he promises to make him a great nation through whom all will be blessed. And then God reiterates this promise to Abram in chapters 15 and 17 and establishes a covenant with him. Um, and then Abram's name is also changed in chapter 17 uh, to Abraham. So his name is changed from exalted father to the father of many. So I'm just going to call him Abraham from now on. Um, and so to summarize the, cov the covenant, um, God promises land, seed, and blessing. Which brings me to my first point, which is seed. Um, and so to review my points before we dive into the first one, um, seed, son, and sacrifice. And we'll see that Jesus is the lamb. Um, and ultimately, he's the greater seed, son, and sacrifice. And so point one, seed. God promises Abraham a great nation. However, he doesn't even have a son um, at this time. Um, and he's old. And his wife Sarah is old and she's barren, which means she's not able to have children. But we see in Genesis 15, 4, um, the, the Lord says, Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body, he shall be your heir. And so God promises Abram a biological um, son. And this son will be the physical seed of Abraham, um, from whom the descendants, according to the flesh, will come. However, we'll see that there's a greater seed to come. And so God has made this promise to Abraham, um, but he becomes impatient, and his wife Sarah gives their handmaid Hagar to him, and Ishmael is born. And we'll see that Abraham loves Ishmael very much, um, but he is not the seed, and he's not the son of the promise, which leads me to point number two, the son. Um, so in Genesis 17, God is reiterating his promise that they will have their own son from Sarah. Genesis 17, 16 says, I will bless her, and indeed I will give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. And a few verses later, in uh, verse 19, it says, But God said, No, but Sarah your wife will bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And then finally, in chapter 21, um, the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. And Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised. So he fulfills his promise. Isaac is born, and he is the son of the promise from which a great nation will come, and many will be blessed. Um, and so we see now that Isaac is the physical seed um, of Abraham, and he is the first descendant in the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. So Isaac is the seed, and he is the son. Um, and now we're going to see even more how Isaac is a type of Christ. So in Genesis 17:19, which I read, um, God tells Sarah that they shall name him Isaac, and that um, he will establish a covenant with them. And if we look at Matthew 1, 21, um, which says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. We see that God also names Jesus. So they're both named by God, um, and God establishes 
a promise with both of them, um, which is pretty cool. And then we also know that Isaac's birth is miraculous as his mom is barren and his parents are old, um, just as Jesus's birth is miraculous and he's born of a virgin. And then a third similarity, I'll get into Genesis 22, verse 2. It says, he said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. And the key word in this verse is only. Um, but we know that only does not mean singular son because Ishmael is also Abraham's son. But rather, in the original language, it means unique or only begotten son, which we know Jesus um, is called the only begotten son in John 3.16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Um, and so Jesus and Isaac are both named by God. They're both born miraculously, um, and they're both considered only begotten sons. And so to review points one and two, Isaac is the physical seed, um, but we'll see there is a greater seed, and then Isaac is the son, but Christ is ultimately the greater son. And so now for my third point, sacrifice, we're going to dive even further into Genesis 22, um, and we're going to see Isaac is even more a type of Christ and that this story is a shadow of what's to come. So Genesis 22, 6 says, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. Um, so the key word is wood. If you look at John 19, 17, which says, they took Jesus, therefore, and he went out bearing his own cross. And so the wood in Genesis looks um, to the cross. And so we see that Isaac and Jesus will both carry the wood for the sacrifice. Um, and even more, they'll both be bound to the wood. So Genesis 29, 22.9 says, Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Matthew 27.31 says, After they had mocked him, they took the scarlet robe off him and put his own garments back on him and he led him away to crucify him. So Jesus will be nailed to the cross. So they both carry their crosses and they're both placed on the wood. And uh, it's also pretty cool to note that Jesus will also be crucified on the same mountain. Um, what else do we see here? We see that they are both sacrificed by their fathers and they submit to the will of their fathers. So the end of verse 6 in chapter 22 of Genesis says, So the two of them walked on together. And then this is repeated a couple verses later. Um, but the walked on together implies that Isaac is submitting to Abraham just as Jesus submits to the will of his father. Um, and Isaac and Jesus both could have easily overpowered their fathers, but instead they submit. And so now we see even more that Abraham and Isaac are a picture of John 3.16. Not only is Isaac, Isaac also the only begotten son, but Abraham loved God more than his son and was willing to sacrifice him just as God loved the world and gave Jesus for us. And then we get to the lamb um, and really the question of the Old Testament. Genesis 22, 7, Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. And he said, behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Um, so Isaac asked, where is the lamb? Uh, and I don't know if he knew it at the time, but he's asking the, the question of the entire Old Testament. Where is the lamb? Um, where is the one who will save us. And Abraham responds, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. 
And if we read further, we know that God provides, um, and he provides a ram. He doesn't provide a lamb. I'm not going to speculate if Abraham's prophesying here, um, but it is interesting to see that um, there isn't a lamb provided here, but we know that there will be one um, to come. And so here God provides a sacrifice for Isaac, um, but later he's going to provide one for all of humanity. So who is the lamb? About 2,000 years later, John the Baptist tells us that Jesus is the lamb. John 1.29 says, The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then in 1 Peter, or 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, um, Jesus is also identified as the Lamb. It says, As of the Lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. And I'm going to review the points, and then I'm going to go back to the seed. Um, and so, point number one, seed. Isaac is the physical seed of Abraham. Son, Isaac is the son of the promise. Um, and he's a type of Christ here, um, who is the greater son. And then the sacrifice of Isaac points to the greatest sacrifice. Um, and so we see how the son and sacrifice show us Christ. But what about the seed? So we know Isaac is the son of the promise. He's a physical seed. Um, and the promise will go through him. But he's not enough to save us. Um, and so we see that Jesus is the greater seed and he is the singular seed of Abraham. Galatians 3.16, quoting Genesis 12.7 says, Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds, as referring to many, but rather to one, and to your seed, that is Christ. And so Jesus is the greater seed, um, and ultimately he's the blessing, which is the third promise in the covenant with Abraham. And we get to benefit from that. So... There is also the spiritual seed of Abraham, and that is those who, like Abraham, have faith in God. So if we have faith in God, we are considered a spiritual seed of Abraham um, and a recipient of the blessing. We know that it is uh, through faith because Genesis 15, 6 says, Then Abraham believed in the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. And then in Romans 4, Paul talks about how we are only saved by faith in Christ. Um, and then Galatians 3.29 tells us, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. So Jesus is the greater seed um, through whom the blessing comes. Genesis 22.18 says, In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. This is uh, God talking to Abraham after he's obedient to sacrifice Isaac. And so the key word here is blessing. Um, and if we look to Galatians 3.8, it cross-references this verse in Genesis and says, The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. And so we get to be beneficiaries of this promise. And so to review my points, uh, seed, Jesus is the greater seed, son. Um, Isaac is a type of Christ, Christ who is the greater son. Um, and then sacrifice, Jesus is the greater sacrifice. Um, and so take away Jesus is the lamb, the fulfillment of God's promise, and the savior of the world. So how cool is it that God uses the story of Abraham and Isaac to point to the one who is greater um, and even more that we are saved by this one that God is pointing to. So how should we respond? Well, we should respond in obedience, faith, um, and submission and surrender. So we see that Abraham was obedient to God's call to leave his homeland, and that Abraham was also obedient and responded to God's call immediately to sacrifice his son. 
So we shouldn't allow our current situations um, and the comfort and security of them to keep us from something that God has for us and that uh, we should also respond to God's call when we, are, we feel led. Uh, we also see that Abraham displayed one of the greatest acts of faith, but we know that Abraham wasn't always um, faithful. And so how can we grow in our faith as Abraham did? We can spend time in his word, um, and we can give glory to God, and we can choose to believe in the goodness of God. And then we see that Isaac submitted to his father. Jesus submitted to his father. Um, and so we should submit and surrender our life and plans to the Lord. Um, and practically each morning, we can submit each aspect of our day to the Lord. Um, we can be prayerful in our decisions, and we can talk to God before we talk to other people about our problems. We can also serve others. Um, so personally, this story reminds me that God is faithful to fulfill his word. Um, and because of this, I should trust in him. It's so easy for me to worry about things, but... This is just a great reminder um, that he is faithful. And then from Abraham's faith, it encourages me to choose faith um, and to believe that he is good and sovereign. And then through Isaac's act of submission, I'm reminded to submit to the Lord daily because he cares for me um, and will provide. And so it's super easy for me to get anxious or worry or want to have control. Um, but this story is just a great reminder of how to be. And so just to re review the points one last time, Jesus is the greater seed, he's the greater son, and the greater sacrifice. He is the lamb, the fulfillment of God's promise, and the savior of the world. That was so fun. Um, I gave that one a few weeks ago, and it was just awesome. Jesus is um, the greatest seed, son, and sacrifice. He's the, the greatest lamb. Um, he is our savior. Um, and he loves you. He loves, yeah, just loves all of us. And he wants to have a relationship with you. And so hope you enjoyed that. If you have any questions, you can call, text, or voice memo me. I love voice memos. 816-679-9617. Have a great night.